This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Juita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. One more topic for you. Two big tech companies are facing antitrust lawsuits south of the borders. U.S. prosecutors have accused Google of using its power in the marketplace to squash competition. Specifically, prosecutors are concerned about Google's search engine being embedded exclusively in iPhones. The case was brought forward earlier this month. And then this week, Amazon got slapped with a suit. Lisa Dwyer has those details. The Federal Trade Commission and 17 state attorneys generals have filed an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon. They allege that the e-commerce giant uses its position in the marketplace to inflate prices on and off Amazon, overcharging sellers and stifling competition. It's one of the most significant legal challenges brought against the company in its nearly 30-year history. The lawsuit also says that Amazon buries listings offered at lower prices on other sites while charging sellers high fees, forcing merchants to raise their prices on the platform as well as on other e-commerce sites in order to keep their products competitive on Amazon. Some estimates show Amazon controls about 40% of the e-commerce market. Amazon says the FTC is wrong on the facts and the law. I'm Lisa Dwyer. Well, wrong on the facts and the law. That's a big claim right there. Uh, I put these two stories together because I see a common thread. To me, it represents a shift in the way that government wants to handle big tech in the marketplace. A shift that's probably five or six years too late, Michelle. But to me, this represents a shift in the way they want to have relationships with big tech. But to your mind, what do these legal cases represent? I'm completely with you, Dave. To me, this has a feel of the government saying, oh, wait, this tech has completely changed the world. And now we need to redefine our own parameters with it and and find our own relevancy in this new scheme of things and try to bring things back to sort of a pre-tech norm. So I feel like this is the government trying to sort of recalibrate the relationship, uh, try and maybe try and put a genie back in a bottle to a degree. I'm not sure to how successful these efforts are going to be, but I certainly find the arguments really interesting. And I will say that I learned something just now in this voicer that you played from Lisa Dwyer. Uh, I would have guessed that Amazon's control of the e-commerce marketplace was far higher than 40%. So uh, that's interesting too. But these are huge players. The, the Googles and the Amazons are multi is into the trillions now in terms of their net worth in, in Google's case, at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are just absolutely giant entities. And I feel that there's an element of sort of tug of war at play here with the government trying to uh, to make sure it can still play the game to some degree. Joita, again, acknowledging that these cases are coming from the Department of Justice and attorney generals at the state level, to me, it represents a shift in the way that the government wants to grapple with big tech. What does it represent to you? Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, this definitely is 
I, I wouldn't say it's a it's a shift. I mean, anti antitrust legislation has existed for a really long time, oh, yes. like hundreds of years. They've broken up like Standard Oil and became 43 different companies. The last time the Department of Justice uh, launched an antitrust lawsuit against a big company, it was in, against Microsoft in 1998. So it's not five or six years, uh, you know, since it, I would say it's more like 25 years in the coming that we should have had another one of these. Because in the last 25 years, some of these tech companies have become really big to the point where they're not only in a tug of war with government, but they've actually started to bully government. Take, mm. for example, the the you know the story that we've talked about extensively on this panel about Facebook and Meta getting into a fight about paying uh for Canadian journalists. Yes, yes. And so that, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that now they're not posting that content as a way to bully the Canadian government. So if they're successful. Uh, and and by the way, in 1998, the the antitrust lawsuit was successful in breaking yes, up Microsoft. So if they were successful, it would really strengthen the hand of government in a number of different ways, not just in trying to break up some of these companies into more manageable entities, but also in terms of some of the other fights that government is having with these big tech giants in terms of getting them to pay for content or pay journalists for their work that they're doing. So I think this has far-reaching implications in how government's uh, a look at uh, the role of big tech in our lives and try mm. to regulate them, which has always been a bit of a back and forth. And I suspect it has implications for all of us as end of users course. as well. If the allegation is true that Amazon is inflating the marketplace by either delisting or burying cheaper listings, that is a big, big deal. And I can 100% oh, yeah. understand why a consumer would say, yep, break that up, knock that off. I do not like that. But there is a flip side to this, as we're talking about the fangs, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Googles, etc., the Apples, etc. If you think about the streaming world, there was a time when having a monopoly was great. When Netflix was the one sole power, it was a yep. lot easier to, as a consumer to buy streaming content. And I would argue that getting broken up, not by antitrust, but because of competition in the marketplace, made it worse for the consumer. There's only about 90 seconds left here on the clock, Michelle. Do regular people actually have an appetite for the breaking up of these companies if it actually might make their experience as a user worse? I think it really depends. I think there's a lot of people who would like to see Google broken up on privacy grounds, people who care mm. about that. I think what will be very invested in this kind of case, um, a lot of Joe users probably won't care. Uh, but the Amazon matter, I with you, I think that one, I mean, it hits people right in the wallet. That one, I think people will absolutely be on side with. But I, you know what? I think there's a broad enough appetite for a, for enough different interests that you can get some some degree of public buy-in, whatever your grounds for pursuing these cases may be. Joita, last word goes to you. You've got about 45 seconds here. I know that I'm picking a very specific anecdote on the Netflix and streaming front, but I think it's one that can resonate. Do you think people actually have an appetite for the breaking up of some of this big tech? I think as long as it means that they can get more for less or they they, they can actually surf the web and have greater privacy. I think the fact that things might be more expensive than they need to be or the fact that that people don't have privacy when they're on the internet, I think those are the issues that will really get people hooked on this. They may not be as sold on trying to break up large companies. That may not be the issue that draws them in, but certainly the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, there might be a little too much specificity into that one, a little bit too much of the big (laughs) short or dumb money at play on that one. Hey, Joita, (laughs) thank you for this. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you. You too. Uh, Michelle, you're working all weekend, and uh, instead of catching up on Monday or Tuesday, we're going to catch up on Wednesday, so I'll drop you a line on uh, Monday nights to, uh, to confab and collaborate.
Sounds like a plan. Have a great long weekend, everybody. Or well, AMI crew. AMI crew, yeah. <laughs> we are taking the day off on Monday to honor the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. So that's Michelle McQuig, weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Jodi Gupta is the host of The Pulse on AMI-audio. Coming up after the break, I've got the regional news update. And Brock Richardson will stop by for a sports chat. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.